Willard Nass family and friends and uh, Facebook Live community that happen to be watching us here on Sunday morning at 1045. And it has been a crazy week. I don't know about uh, about you, but, but I, I think that it's we've been in our homes. This is our third day to be self-isolated, uh, self-quarantined here in, in our home. And um, I'm sure some of you have as well. It has just been um, a different kind of a week, folks. Uh, out of uh, out of work and things are are certainly looking different than what we have been accustomed to. And we've been talking to you. Uh, I, I wanted to share with you um, that we're going to be doing this for a while here. It looks like at least uh, for the next couple of weeks, where you'll be able to tune in on uh, at 10:45 on Sunday mornings on Facebook Live and catch a a message, and then you'll be able to catch me daily. Um, throughout the week for just a brief message of, of hope and encouragement during these days. But I, I invite you, I'm so glad that you're here with us and, and I trust that you will, will stick with us for a few minutes. I want to expand, I've been talking to you the past couple of days in a daily uh, devotional that, that's meant to serve as, a, as a, uh, an encouragement to you during these times because I realize it's different, it's different for all of us. And um, it's certainly uncharted waters that we're in. We're trying to navigate through as uh, as, as as a community, as neighborhoods, as as a church. It's uh, it's different than we have experienced in a long, long time. So I, I would ask you just to bear with us. We're certainly not perfect at this, but we're we're trying to get better and we're trying to navigate this and do the best we can. And still uh, do ministry and still uh, meet the needs of our of our community and meet the needs of our our family, and the body of believers here at Willard Nass. So I want to share just a, a brief passage of Scripture to you. I want to talk to you a little bit more about hope. As I've been the past couple of days in a daily devotional, I want to expand a little bit and, and uh, just share some more thoughts on, on that and what that looks like in our lives, what it should look like in our lives. But in, in Ephesians, Paul talks about this, Ephesians chapter 4. He says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults. Because of your love, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Hmm. That is good, isn't it? Binding yourselves together with peace. and. Um, uniting and, and uh, making allowances for each other's faults. Those are good words uh, for, t- for today that we need to, we need to have because um, folks are feeling hopeless. You know, Paul Ralsker, in this, in this passage to the Church of Ephesus, Paul's writing that we have a hope, and that hope is based on our calling or therefore an, an invitation, if you will. And so we're going to talk about hope, but before we talk about it, before we can understand it, we need to fully understand the other word, the word calling or the word invitation, if you will, because he reminds us of this and that before the foundation of the world, God chose, God called, and he gave us an invitation. Paul writes, just as you were called to one hope, you were called. And so when we think of what, what, what's that even mean, it means, friends, that we've been given an invitation to hope and that hope then would become your way of life. 
And if hope then is our way of life, then it should be easy for us to extend that to a, a community and to a world that needs that hope that only comes through God. Here's the truth of the matter. We take our wishes and we try to turn them into hopes all the time. We put our energy into temporary things rather than eternal things, like our careers, our homes, our cars, our bank accounts, and, and, and things of that nature that become, they become our, our, our hope because they're our wishes. But they're not really our hopes because wishes are based on what will bring us pleasure for the moment. Those are all things that bring us pleasure in the moment. But our hope is based on something eternal, isn't it? Our hope is based on eternal, and it will bring us pleasure in Christ. I, I want to remind you what hope is because hope is being certain of what we're not able to see being certain of what we're not able to see because we live in a world where there's entirely too many people that are hopeless. Listen, there were people that were hopeless before we ever heard of COVID-19. They, they, they were uh, addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol. They were discouraged, disappointed. They're insecure, unstable, depressed, uh, uh, marital issues, financial issues, health issues. And let me remind you that those people are our neighbors, they're our friends, they're even our family. People don't give up because of a lack of faith. They give up because of a lack of hope. Uh, one of my favorite all-time cartoons growing up as a kid, and even now, uh, I, I, whenever I can find it, I, I still love to, to, to look at it and read this, but it's, it's the, the Peanuts cartoons. And... Because hope motivates us to keep going and not give up. Without hope, uh, we just don't want to do anything. And in the Peanuts cartoon, uh, Lucy and Linus were watching television. And when Lucy said to Linus, go get me a glass of water, Linus, Linus looking surprised, he said, why should I do anything for you? You never do anything for me. And, and Lucy responded, on your 95th birthday, I promise I will bake you a cake. Immediately, Linus got up and headed to the kitchen for a glass of water. And he said, life is always more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. As Christians, I want to remind you that we have something to look forward to. We have something that the world can't buy, they can't, they can't borrow, they can't steal. It's hope, my friends. It's a living hope. It's an inherited hope because it's a gift from God that he wants us to, to re-gift and to pass on. It's a sure hope. It's alive. It's active. It's eternal. In Hebrews 12, verse chapter 12, uh, uh, verse 2, it tells us what hope is in the life and the ministry of Jesus. It says, it says let us run with endurance the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, friends, that's hope. That's hope. That's eternal hope. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul writes about how someone who had been invited into a way of life should live with hope and embracing the suffering that may come our way during our lives 
says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. So we're, he's comparing hope to treasure. It is a treasure, isn't it? Because it's a gift from God. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. The hope that God gives us is living. And it's a, it's a living hope. It's a breathing hope that's real. It's true. It's pure. Because it's a hope of eternal life spent with him. That is a wonderful promise, friends. We need to recognize where our hope comes from. It doesn't come from how much money we have. It doesn't come from the size of our house. It doesn't come from the type of car we drive. It doesn't come from our career. In 1 Peter uh, uh, chapter 1, uh, it says, Peter says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The subject, the subject of Peter's praise is, is God. So God is the source of our hope. And our hope doesn't change because you know why? God doesn't change. God doesn't change. It's not the kind of hope that we use to just stir up positive thinking for the moment. You know, it, and, and we hear that a lot if we go to uh, improvement seminars or or, or, or hear speakers uh, that want us to challenge us to be better and challenge us to, to think positively. It's not that kind of hope just to stir up positive thinking for the moment. It's not the kind of hope that simply gives us motivation for life. And it's not even the kind of hope that, that may or may not come to pass. But here's what it is. We get this hope through accepting Christ and he provides that hope, that gift of hope, through two things, his love for us and his forgiveness for us. Because his forgiveness, we because of his forgiveness, we receive a living hope. The second thing that hope is, is it is a gift. It is an inheritance. It is the greatest inheritance that we could ever receive. Because it's a gift from the Father. It is a gift that's pure. It is a gift that's indestructible. It's a gift that doesn't deteriorate. It doesn't die. It has no flaws. And it will never fade away. It's radiant. And it's beautiful. And it's our inheritance. It's our inheritance forever. And it will last forever. No one can steal our hope because it's based on God's promises. And God's promises never fail, my friends. And that is a wonderful promise. That is a wonderful thing for us to hold on to in the days that we find ourselves in. This hope, the third thing is that hope is, that this gift that God gives us, is that this hope is, is a sure hope. It's a certain hope. It's a for sure thing. First Peter says we're shielded by the power of God. God's power keeps us and protects us. We're kept by the power of God through our faith, and it's the only condition that God sets for his people that we must have faith. A sure hope, a sure hope is a faith that loves Christ with all of our heart and with all of our soul, with all of our mind and all of our strength. No one, no one can take your hope. And I want you to know that today, that in these days that we're facing, these uncertain days, and, and, and some of you may 
um, not know if you're going to have a job tomorrow. Maybe some of you already lost your jobs and, um, and you're wondering how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage or your car payment. But the one thing that you can hold on to is no one can take your hope because it's a sure and it's a certain hope. It's a hope that won't fail us. It's a hope that will never abandon us. It's a hope that cannot escape us. It is a hope that no one can take from us, and it's a hope that no one can separate us from. As long as we remain in Christ, we have a hope, my friends, that will never leave us. Finally, it's this hope that we have. It's a hope of glory. This is what Paul writes in Romans 12. uh, The the word glory uh, also means greatness. And Paul writes in chapter 5 of Romans, uh, verses 1 and 2, he says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now listen, I want to read that to you again because I need you to catch this. This is, this is incredible. Um, because this is perfect for us. This is perfect for us. Paul says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, so he's challenging us uh, to to accept the Lord uh, Jesus as, as our Savior. We have been justified through faith. We have peace with God, with the Lord Jesus Christ, whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, or the greatness of God. We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. You have an opportunity to stand in his grace. Do you know what glory means? It, 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 it means beauty, magnific- mag- magnificent, greatness, Hope is knowing that we will see and experience greatness with God. The truth is, is that there is a great reward for us beyond the world that we live in. Isn't that great to know, especially what we're going through in these these days, is that the truth is that there's a great reward for us beyond the world we're currently living, beyond the circumstances, beyond the chaos, beyond the confusion, beyond the... the the misunderstandings beyond the not knowing everything that that we feel like we want to know about our current situation, there's still a great reward for us beyond this this world. There's a great reward beyond the chaos and the confusion. There's a great reward beyond the days we find ourselves in right now. You and I, you and I, friends, will go to great lengths to see greatness, right? We will. We, we, we live in a society that, that wants to see greatness in, in everything we do, everything we watch, every place we go. We'll stand in long lines for long periods of time. And you know what I mean. If you've ever been to a, a, a sporting event, you've ever been to uh, uh, an, an Ohio State Buckeyes uh, football game, if you've ever been to a, um, any kind of a professional sporting event, you want to see greatness, um, and so you'll stand along, along line. Some of you go to concerts, and you want to see greatness. We'll pay enormous amounts of money. We'll sacrifice other things we need. We'll throw parties, and, and we'll watch together, all for something temporary, because it's over like that. 
I, I remember um, I remember a time in my life, and and I, I am a huge huge sports fan, and uh, I, I pretty much like all sports. I and I am I'm not any different than you. I enjoy greatness for sure. And so there was a, a June twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. There was a great a great sporting event that took place. It was a it was a, in the sport of boxing. A Mike Tyson versus Michael Spinks. June 27th, 1988, and it was billed as the great heavyweight championship fight, and it was on pay-per-view, and I remember gathering a lot of friends, a lot of our friends, 1988, I know some people that weren't even born in 1988, but uh, that's that's all right, um, and so we, we all put our money together, and, and, it, and it cost a lot of money because we had to pay for the event, and, and we bought food, and and, and everybody came in, and it's like, we were so excited. We've been looking forward to this for a long time because we knew this fight was going to happen, and, and it was just like, it's going to be this incredible night. We just couldn't wait to have this watch party and, and, and get together. Now watch parties take place online, but this was a physical presence watch party. We all gathered in, a, in the family room of our house, you know, and we had the TV on. We got the, 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 all the food out and the pizza out and the and the sodas and the chips and everything. And it was this great big party. And we're ready. We got our plates and we sat down. We turned the fight on and it started. And just like that, it was over. It was over. I want to share, I want to share this with you. Within, within 91 seconds, this fight was over. Uh, Mike Tyson and Michael Spinks was held at the Atlantic City Convention Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It had been promoted as a once-and-for-all championship battle, and it was the richest fight in boxing history, grossing $70 million. Mike Tyson earned a record purse at that time of $22 million. Michael Spinks got $14.5 million. Tyson won the fight. He knocked out Spinks in 91 seconds. 91 seconds, friends. It was over. And so it's that temporary. You know, the best part about about the greatness, the greatness of God is that we will not only see it, but we will experience it. We won't just be a bystander of a, of a venue and with it being over in a matter of just seconds. We will experience the greatness because of Christ. You see, Christ in us today does not match the experience of being with Christ for all of eternity. That was the message that Paul was trying to get to us from his letter to the church in, in Ephesus, that we will get to see and experience and share in the glory and the greatness of God. And my friends, that's the greatest treasure of all. And I want you to know that. I want you to hold on to that in these, in these days, in these coming days. You see, something that the world cannot take from us is the hope that's living and breathing, the hope that's in it, that's a gift to us. It's an inheritance. It's a hope that's certain. It's for sure. And it's a hope that is great. It is great because it's based on the glory of God. What can this hope do for you? Well, um, my hope is, is that this is an encouragement to you, that these few minutes of talking a little bit more and, 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 um, and leading you back to the, to the scripture and what Paul was trying to teach, uh, that you're being invited friends, you're being invited to accept this gift of hope. So this is meant to encourage you. I, I found uh, the uh, John Maxwell, uh, the, 
famous uh, author uh, specializes in leadership, and his 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 book from Think on These Things says this. He talks about hope, and he says hope shines when the hour is the darkest. Hope motivates when discouragement comes. Hope energizes when the body is tired. Hope sweetens when bitterness bites. Hope sings when all melodies are gone. Hope believes when evidence is eliminated. Hope listens for answers when no one is talking. Hope climbs over obstacles when no one is helping. Hope endures hardships when no one is caring. Hope smiles confidently when no one is laughing. Hope reaches for answers when no one is asking. Hope presses towards victory when no one is encouraging. Hope dares to give when no one is sharing. Hope brings victory when no one is winning. Hmm. Those are good, aren't they? Those are good. I want to challenge you to stay connected to your church. Um, I want to challenge you to continue to share your time, your treasure, and your talents. And I, I've written a little bit about that and sent that out to, to our, our Willard Nass family. But uh, stay connected. If you need anything, if you need anything at all, please let us know these days. We have folks that have stepped up that have contacted me and said, Pastor Brad, please let us know if anybody needs anything, if they need uh, if they're short something from the store and they can't get out, please let us know. So we have a team of people that are ready to serve you. And so uh, take advantage of that and uh, stay connected to the church in these days. We will continue to communicate with you and let you know what's going on. And uh, we'll continue to try to encourage you uh, on a daily basis. And uh, so I, I want you to do that. And I want you to to, I've had a number of people who've asked about uh, how they continue with their, with their tithes and offerings. And I, I call that treasure. When I talk about time, talent, and treasure, time and talent is, is serving and making yourself available to serve. And I encourage you to do that and make yourself. We've had folks do that. And I've called and said, hey, we want to serve. We want to help. And so make yourself available. Check on one another. Make phone calls. See if you think of someone that might be in a situation where they could use some help. Call them, uh, text them, ask them that. Um, and then your treasure is is certainly that. Some and many of you have called me or texted me and asked me about that. So I, I just want to let you know. Currently, we have two options, and and support the church financially and with your uh, ties and offerings. And those are you can do it the old-fashioned way, stick it in an envelope address it to the church, put a stamp on it, and, and, and mail it. Or you can actually just drop it by uh, drop it by the house here, um, our house, and we have a mail slot that falls right into the house, and you can drop it in there. Please put it in an envelope with your name on it and mark it accordingly. And we... We will see if it's so that they can continue their job on a weekly basis as well. If you're not part of a church family and you're out there and you're watching this and, and you've been encouraged by these words and, uh, on hope and, and you're not churched and, and not committed to a church, we invite you to continue watching these. We invite you to, uh, to be, uh, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to, to feel this and accept this gift of hope that only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, 
And if you're looking for uh, and you're interested in supporting the church, even financially, and because you're not church and you're not attending church, we invite you to do the same. Uh, Willard Church in the Nazarene, Town Line Road 12, Willard, Ohio, 44890 is where you could you could send that if you would like to be a partner of us and, and commit to uh, supporting the church and the work that this church does um, in, in the Willard community. We invite you to do that. I want to leave you with this. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, beginning with verse 2, says, Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Well, some of us are suffering, right? Some of us are suffering health-wise, financial-wise, and, and uh, but know that hope, uh, that, that our suffering produces perseverance perseverance, character, and character, hope. So we get back to, it's almost full circle, it gets back to hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, has been given to us. That's a great promise, isn't it? Well, we want you to know that we love you. We're so glad you joined in. Hope you enjoyed um, our time together, and uh, please feel free to uh, to comment. And I, what I'd like you to do is, if, if you have a need, if you have a prayer need, or you have a physical need, or or uh, you just need somebody to talk to, would you comment on this um, on this Facebook Live uh, message and um, and just let us know what it is. Let us know what you think and what you need. No matter what it is, if it's a prayer request, let us know. And we will we will respond to that, and and we will try to uh, to to meet your needs, whatever that is. Keep us in your prayers, would you please? Keep us, me as as the as the pastor here, our leadership team, and uh, our church, Willard Nazarene Church. Keep us in your prayer during these days. And this is, uh, as I said, these are uh, uncharted waters for us. So we're trying our best, and we're we're hoping that we get better at this as each week passes. And uh, we're hoping that the situation we find ourselves in as a country gets better before it gets worse. We're praying that. Pray for the leadership of our country. Pray for doctors and medical personnel and first responders. Uh, pray for community and, and, and public servants that are out there. Pray for our hospitals. And, and uh, those are just a few things that you, that, that you certainly could pray for. And I challenge you to pray for, um, if you're part of the Church of the Nazarene, pray for all of our pastors that are out there. Uh, this morning, and they're doing something different for many of them. They're, they're not accustomed to this, and it's a new, they're turning a new page. And so, this is new for a lot of us. So, would you pray for all pastors that are doing something different today, if you would? And, and uh, we love you, but I want to remind you that God loves you so much more than we could ever, we could ever imagine. Um, he loves you intimately, He loves you deeply. So, stay connected with us. Let me pray for you. Would you, Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us together. And um, we thank you so much for the opportunity. We are so blessed. Thinking about this uh, the other day, as difficult as these days are, um, we most for most of us, we still have food. We still have water. We still have a place to live. We're still able to drive to the grocery and, 
and, and get the supplies that we need. And um, we're just thankful for that. And, and we're, we're certainly blessed. Um, you are a wonderful, wonderful God. And, and um, the promise of hope is just simply incredible. And we, we want to receive that gift of hope. And then we want to we want to pass it on. We want to re-gift it. We want to re-gift it. So, Father, would you would you allow people to cross our paths that are feeling hopeless that we can share this valuable message with them and uh, and give them a sense of hope? Would you continue to guide and direct every step that we take? May they not be steps that that um, that that we initiate, but may they be steps that that are taken because you're leading us. And you're leading us. You're taking us by the hand and you're leading us across uh, these uncharted waters. And uh, we love you. We love who you are. We love what you've done in, in, uh, in this place, in the Willard uh, Nazarene community. We love what you're currently doing and because we have faith and we love what you're going to do. We love the fact that, that by faith, you're going to lead us through these days. As difficult as, as we may think they are, um, you're going to lead us through them, and, and we believe that. And we have faith, and we trust you for that. Um, would you continue to guide and direct everyone who's part of our faith community? Would you give them strength? Would you give them courage? And, Father, would you give them hope? And we'll give you praise and glory in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on Monday for a daily uh, encouragement.
Oh,